Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Coin Jones Bare Bones Podcast, Episode 4. I'm your host, Mike Coin, also known as Coin Jones. Full transparency, I am recording this shortly after I finished recording Episode 3, uh, which now means I'm on my 13th beer of the night. Uh, if you got Episode 3 and you got all the way through it, kudos because that one was a hard one to record i'm surprised i was able to make it all the way through but if i'm being completely honest i you know did break down afterwards uh i cried for several minutes and i'm just letting you all know that because i want to be completely honest with all my friends or anyone who's listening to this about what's going on Um, so this episode's gonna lead off pretty much where the last one finished, uh, probably cover pretty much up from the point of moving back up to the Chicagoland area to right now, and if I'm being honest, I didn't really think this podcast through too well and maybe should have done it in parts but after these initial four probably next episode I'll do a going back and covering whatever I missed or if any of you have questions please send them in questions comments please send them in at coin jones pod on twitter at real coin jones is my personal twitter account uh, at coin jones on instagram or if you want to send an email coin jones pod at yahoo.com send any of those in uh episode five is going to be basically me going back covering anything i missed if anybody wants to send anything in i'll address it on that after that though i'll probably uh limit the amount of releases i do it won't be weekly anymore i'll probably move more to a monthly podcast after these first five episodes just because you know i got through once I finish this and the next one, I'll pretty much have gotten through most of what I need to say. And I feel like if I do it every week after that, it will just be a little repetitive. So this week and next week should be normal schedule. And then uh, probably more of a delay in between episodes. So as I left off the last one, uh, I messaged my friends Adam and Austin about hey can I come stay with you right away and Austin got back to me and so I started staying at his place Um, staying at his place up until about the 4th of July his parents were coming in town so instead of making them sleep in like you know the living room or on a couch or something hell I don't even think they had a couch at that point I stayed with Adam for about a month before going back to Austin's but Um, This is basically going to be more me talking about how rough the time's been since the breakup and having to move out of LaSalle because it hasn't been easy for me. Um, When I did My Violet Tendencies with my good friend Matt Nix, I talked about how shitty this year was and it wasn't really COVID related, it was just life sucking, but uh, COVID does play a little bit of a part because, as I mentioned, I had to leave my job 
back in May because I wasn't going to drive 90 miles each way for work for a foreseeable future, uh, especially doing the third shift where I may get off at 6 in the morning, I may get off at 8, 9, 10 in the morning, and I'm not going to work till that early in the morning and then drive an hour and a half, two hours back to wherever I'm staying. That's just sort of unsafe. So, um, since I had to leave that job, I've yet to be able to find work because, you know, so many people are out of a job right now and limited places are hiring because of the pandemic and restrictions and everything. So I've been stuck doing DoorDash since I moved back up here. And at the beginning, it was all right. Uh, I could usually make decent amount during the days. And pretty much right around when the extra bonus for unemployment went away, the money I was making dropped drastically um, to the point where I was typically able to bring in $100 a day, and that was with turning down a lot of offers on DoorDash. And now it's a lot of days where I'm lucky if I make 50 bucks. I mean, occasionally I'll have a real nice good day. There was a day a couple months ago I made over $100 in four hours, which is the best I've done. And I know there was like two weeks ago I made $150 in a day, which was the highest I've made. Um, But most of the time, man, it's fucking terrible. But... Besides the work situation, you know, just having to live in my friend's spare bedrooms has been rough. Like, I literally can't thank Adam, Austin, Christina enough because I legitimately do not know what I'd do without them. Um, I probably would have had to told my parents earlier which I'll get to that, I would have had to tell them earlier about what was going on and maybe move back with them. Um, So, I mean, I guess I'll jump ahead a little bit and just talk about that before getting into more stuff. So, my parents did not know until the beginning of November my whole situation. They knew something was up. Um, because I remember when I was staying at Austin's, uh, my brother works for a carpet cleaning company. I used to work for it too, but they do a lot of work or some work in the area that Austin stays at. And I remember messaging him about that and I'm like, ah, oh, don't say that I'm out this way, which he did. So they found out, I don't know exactly when they found out, but they knew I was back in the area and then there was a day I was on my way to go rough a wrestling show and my mom texted me and she's like hey we're thinking about coming down and visiting you tomorrow are you going to be around and that was a big red flag because my parents have been quarantining since COVID happened Um, so this is probably going to come out right around New Year's I haven't seen them since Christmas of 2019. So it's been 
a year since I've seen any of my family. So I knew my mom saying that they were going to come down was bullshit. So I didn't respond. I waited till I was on my way back from the show, knowing they'd be asleep, being like, hey, sorry, I was in the middle of nowhere. Um, I will not be in LaSalle tomorrow. And then the next day, my mom texted back. She's like, okay, cool. So I knew they knew something was up. But they didn't know everything. Uh, And then I went to Adam's brother Scott's. He had some people over on Halloween. And I was... I'd just done my podcast episode with Matt Nix for My Violet Tendencies, as I've mentioned a few times. And I'm like... It was therapeutic doing that episode because the first half hour, I basically sort of breezed through what I've gone over now these four episodes. I breezed through it in like a half hour. So I got through it real quick and I was talking to him and Adam and some other people. And I'm like, yeah, my parents don't know half of what's been going on. I'm like, most people don't. And we were drinking and I decided it was like, two three in the morning I'm like you know what I'm just gonna send them the link to the episode and be like hey I pretty much texted them like hey I'm sorry for uh not really reaching out um here's pretty much everything you need to know and I know my I reached out to them I posted it on Facebook with like hey if you haven't listened to this and if you care about me at all go listen to it and I know my sister listened to it like right away she lives out in California so she's two hours behind me and we talked a little bit I know I had another friend like reach out to me that night he's like I was about to go to bed but I listened to it he's like hey if you need anything like feel free to reach out Uh, my brother never said anything Uh, my dad had texted me the next morning he's like I wish you'd feel more comfortable talking to us about this and never really heard anything from my mom which was weird I know she gets upset like I don't text them that much especially while all this is going on it's like I don't have anything I want to say because the world's falling apart around me but it was good to let them know So, since I've had to move back to Chicagoland, I started refing shows again, which I decided to do that back in April after I had already found out I was cheated on, um, basically because I had nothing else going for me in life. It was partially that. It was partially, like, I want to see my wrestling friends And, you know, instead of just going and hanging out and seeing them, like, I might as well go get paid to hang out with my friends and get drunk. And during all this, there was a time, like, I started, when I first started doing shows during the pandemic, I would ride down to LaSalle, meet up with uh, Christian Rose, Tom, and, uh, ride with him to the show and then I just started getting bad anxiety going to LaSalle 
I didn't like going back past where I worked, where I lived. I was worried about seeing S while I was driving down there. So I'm like, you know what? It's not much of a different time frame for me to just drive straight to the show than to his place. So I just started driving straight to the show so I could avoid going to LaSalle because I didn't like going through there anymore. Um, and then there was a show where I was drinking too much, really. And on the way back, the roads are slick, and I went off the road. Luckily, I didn't hit anything, really, besides, like, tall-ass weeds in some field. I'm surprised I didn't hit, like, a tree or anything else. Uh, and I remember that happened. And, like, I posted a status. I'm like, hey, uh, I could just use somebody to talk to on the way back, so it'll keep me focused. I'm like, if you got my number, like, call me. And for those of you in wrestling who know him, uh, Casey messaged me. And I know Casey gets a lot of shit, but he's legitimately one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in pro wrestling. He would give you shirt, pants, socks, shoes off of him for somebody else. And he tries calling me on Facebook, and I didn't answer because I already messaged Lissy knew that we were going to talk shortly. So I didn't message him, but I, I thanked him for calling me because he he's genuinely a real good person. He will He'll drive from Davenport to fucking anywhere to pick somebody up if their car broke down. Like, people give him flack, but everybody who gives him flack knows... He's a genuinely good person. Um, but yeah, after that night of driving off the road and that being a rough drive home, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just drive down to LaSalle for the shows anyways. I know it's about the same distance than just driving straight by myself, but I'm like, hey, I can drive there and then have an hour and a half afterwards where I'm not drinking, where... Before I need to drive, or if I want to, I could stay at Tom's place. So I'm like, I might as well do that. But if I don't like going to LaSalle, I remember telling Tom one day on the drive back, uh, on our way to the show, we were driving to the highway, and I saw S pass us. And it just ruined my whole fucking day. And LaSalle is a town I loved. Dreamwave made me love LaSalle. Dreamwave was the reason I moved to LaSalle. And now I hate LaSalle. LaSalle, as much as I loved it before, it's basically ruined my life, sort of. Because had I never moved down to LaSalle with Lissy, she wouldn't... Well, first, I wouldn't have gotten into this credit card debt I'm in now because the first three months of living in the sale, I was still working in Addison, driving 90 miles each way five days a week to work for three months. Uh, so that fucked me up financially. 
but besides that, had we not moved there, she wouldn't have started dating who is now her boyfriend. I would have never met S. And I don't know how different life would be. As much as I loved Dreamwave and everyone there, I don't know if they did another like comeback show or a one-off or if Zawa, who I work for now, were to run the LaSalle area. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Because the town I loved so much that gave me so many good memories, it also f- fucking wrecks me to go to. And I don't know if I could ever do a show there or anything again. Because it's that hard to get through that town. I hate it. Anytime I get off the highway going to Tom's, I'm furiously, not furiously, but uh, I'm just looking around constantly to make sure I don't see S or that she doesn't see me or something. And it was really only that one time, but I'm paranoid every time. We stop at a gas station to pick up booze before the show. Like I'm looking around to make sure she's not there. And it's not out of reason that she would be at one of these gas stations. I mean, I ran into Lissy at one of those gas stations. I've passed Lissy driving down there a couple times. But it really pains me to go there now. So I don't know if I'd be able to do shows down there or if it's too hard on me to do it. And, I mean, this year's just sucked. I was hoping when I moved back up to Chicagoland that, I mean, there's a lot more people up here than it was in LaSalle, so DoorDash should have been quite a bit better. I was hoping, especially just staying in friends' spare bedrooms, that I'd be able to save money pretty quickly. I was hoping I'd find a job real quickly. And, all honesty... Um, I thought that if I had made enough money, which I've yet to, I had planned on, cause I, um, because I was hoping that I'd have a lot more income that I'd be able to save up money and I wanted to then buy a gun and end it. That's literally one of my top thoughts when I moved back up here. Was, alright, I won't have rent to pay. I'll just have my car payment. Which, right now I'm two months behind. I haven't paid November. December's already come up. And I just haven't been able to make enough. Like early on I was able to pay it like a couple days late usually. But right now, it's been so bad I haven't been able to. But I was honestly hoping when I moved up here I'd be able to make enough save up for a gun just so I could end it um and I want Adam Austin and Christina if they end end up listening to this at some point I have had no suicide attempts since I've moved up here I don't want them to think like I've tried to end it in their houses um, because I love and respect them all too much to do that. 
Um, but yeah, I really thought about getting a gun, going out to the woods, pulling the trigger, and good night. Um, I've thought about going out to the woods and, you know, hanging myself from a tree. And these aren't things that have, these aren't thoughts that have gone away since I've moved up here. Like, if somebody gave me a pill right now and said, in an hour, you'll fall asleep and you'll drift away. I would take it in a heartbeat. Um, I almost wish that, like, I'd get COVID and maybe it would kill me. Like, just something to take me out. Because even though I've had, like, several suicide attempts this year, I I feel like they might have been like sort of half-assed because I'm sort of worried. I don't want it to be something where I fail and then I'm severely fucked up. But when I was doing them, I was, at least mentally, maybe subconsciously, I wasn't 100% in it. But mentally, I was 100% wanting to do it. Like, I go to sleep a lot of nights hoping I don't wake up. I mean, occasionally I'll have a good day or a good weekend. But when everyone goes to bed and then it's just me, it's fucking rough. I don't like life. I don't know where I go from this point. What do I do? I am unemployed. I'm technically homeless. I've had two failed marriages. Like, I've had a failed career. What do I do from here? What fucking options do I have? There's no fucking line of work that fucking reaches out to me and grabs me that and go, yeah, I want to do that. If I get a job, it's just a job. It's not going to be anything I love. Or even like, it's just going to be something to fucking pay bills. And is that something I want to do the rest of my life? And besides that, like, I don't want to be old. If I was dead by 40, that's perfect. And I know that's probably a shitty and real dark thing to say, but... Like, what else do I have to do? I mean, I chased my dreams. Sure, I got to do a lot of fucking cool stuff. But ultimately, I failed. Uh, I'm never going to have a family. So I failed at that sort of aspect. Like, where do I go from here? It's hard to determine. And... It sucks. I don't really know how to put it any other way. But besides that, um, yeah, like as I mentioned, I haven't seen my family in a year. Which, I mean, I'm not that close to my family. 
My sister lives out in California, so I wouldn't see her anyways until the holidays. Um, but yeah, like not seeing them for birthdays and stuff, it's sort of relieving, but still weird because I don't know. I don't think I've ever gone a year without seeing a single member of my family. Um, fucking, I hate the way I look now. Uh, like, I'm sure a lot of people I've put on weight since the pandemic started. I'm now at my heaviest weight, so... I, like, I don't even share pictures from the wrestling shows I do because I, I hate the way I look in them. The locker room where we do the studio shows, it's also like a dance or ballet studio, and there's like mirrors all over the wall. I'm like, great, now I got to see how fat I look this whole time I'm here. And I hate it. Like... I just don't really know where to go from here. I remember my birthday this year. My friends getting upset because when we were doing shots, the few of us that hung out, I was saying, I'm like, here's to my last birthday. And I really, I do, like, hope I don't have another birthday. I didn't plan to make it to the end of this year. Hell, I didn't even plan to make it to my birthday in July. Uh, that's how sure I was that I'd be gone. And I really just don't know what to do because... Dealing with the pain of living every day... Takes a fucking toll on you. And, you know... As I mentioned, I started drinking again in October, late September of 2019, and sure, I might go, like, I drink all the time now, um, after the breakup this year, it was at least a solid three months where I did not go a single day without drinking, now it's not as often, now it's only, like, get-togethers or wrestling shows, but if I go and do a wrestling show, I'm drinking you know, 20 natter days while I'm there. And that's just how it is. It's hard for me at this point in life to think at some point anything's going to get better. Why would it? Nothing's ever gotten better. Anytime things seemed like they were going good, it fucking got ruined. And any time it's got ruined, it's been worse than the time before. So, at this point, I'm just running out of options. I really don't know what I'm going to do. I honestly, I know it's just the depression and shit talking, but I honestly don't see where... I become happy on a regular basis again. Uh, After I was able to get checked out of the hospital in Chicago, they set me up with a therapist 
down in LaSalle that was going to be just like phone appointments because nobody was doing walk-ins. And I called to schedule an appointment, got it set up, and then I just blew it off. Because one, I'm already in that credit card debt. I have no idea how much medical debt I'm in right now. And I didn't want to add even more debt by going to a therapist than getting prescribed more pills that I haven't taken, by the way. Uh, I took some of them when I first got out of the hospital. But literally when I got out of the hospital, my anxiety was at a all-time high, higher than it's ever been. And I started having panic attacks, which I never had. And I remember before I set up a meeting that I didn't go to with the therapist, I called my doctor from the hospital who didn't answer their phone, left a voicemail. They never called back because they don't give a fuck about you once you leave. Because I tried being like, hey, I don't know if it's because of these meds that I'm having worse anxiety attacks or the first anxiety attacks I've ever had. And or panic attacks and having worse anxiety than I've ever had. But I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I went to another doctor and they prescribed me something else to help ease it out and I never finished those. And I've got like four different prescriptions right now. I've got the antidepressants, I have the other ones that help uh, calm down like anxiety and shit. And then I have something for my back or maybe two different ones for my back. And there was a time not that long ago, I, I'm like, let me look up um, if you can or what the result is on overdosing on these. I counted how many pills I had in each bottle, and none of them really seemed fatal. It would seem more like it might just fuck me up. But I tried looking. I'm like, if I take all these pills and a bunch of booze, what happens? Will I die? But I haven't taken that risk. And the thing is, like part of the reason I didn't uh, do the therapist call, I mean, one, because it was, I don't know, maybe at noon and I got off work at like 8 in the morning. And another part is I'm not going to tell them the whole truth. Because the whole truth put me in that hospital for six days. And I fucking hated it. Like going there, getting involuntarily locked up. I keep saying locked up like it was prison, but it wasn't too far off. But getting involuntarily hospitalized for like six days was my worst nightmare. And it became true and it was fucking terrible. So why would I go to a therapist and tell them exactly how I'm feeling? I don't want to get institutionalized again because it sucked last time like I just wish there was a nice easy clear way out because as I've said I've done everything I'm going to do I don't really have much left on my list of things in life that I want to do. I mean, I want to go skydiving at some point. 
but if I don't, whatever. But it's just hard to know where to go from here when everything's so fucking dark. And I know a lot of people deal with depression and like I get it. It's a hard thing to fucking go through. And anyone else out there that's struggling, like, man, I feel you. I I wish I could give you some sort of words of encouragement, but I don't really have those words. I wish I could give myself words of encouragement. But, like, at this point, I mean, I've been single for almost as long as my last relationship was, and I'm still torn up about it. I I don't know if it's partially because I started that relationship while I was still with my wife. So when Lissy and I separated, it didn't hit me as hard, even though it hit me. And I still had like these suicidal thoughts and all that. Um, like, I don't know if now it's hitting me extra hard because I lost both of those relationships. Or if it's hitting me harder because it then made me homeless. It made me unemployed. And it's hard when you're this low to see a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, And even on my best days, like, I don't want to be around On my best days, I know when I die, unless some freak accident happens, my best days, I know when I die, it's going to be because of myself. And that's something I've known for years and years now, and I'm fine with that. Even when things are going good, I would tell Lissy, I'm like, I don't want to live long. 40 is like the max. What am I going to do after that? I don't want to get old and not be able to do anything for myself. I already have a bad back, bad neck, bad shoulders, bad knees. It's like if I grow old, all that's going to be so much worse. I'll be fucking have limited mobility by the time I'm 50. I don't want to deal with that. I'd much rather die young while people still have some people still have a positive viewpoint of me for whatever reason um, yeah other than that since since that happened that's basically most of it I try making money through DoorDash which has been terrible I've applied a million fucking jobs and heard back from almost nothing uh I applied to a job. I messaged Lissy last week. I'm like, oh, look at this job I just applied to. And she's like, that sounds perfect for you. I'm like, it does, which means I won't hear back for it. It's basically like a semi-truck driver, but it would be like a box van or like one of those UPS or Amazon vans that you would just drive all week and then be back on the weekends. I'm like, that's perfect. I love driving. I don't want to drive a semi, though. But I know I'll never hear back from that. 
and yeah anything else is just a job it's hard to know where to go from here you don't expect at age 30 you'd have two failed marriages become homeless have no income really that's surely not what I thought I was going to I didn't think I'd now be 31 homeless, unemployed, single, and miserable. I mean, in all honesty, I hoped I'd have some sort of dream, and I don't. And that's what makes the depression harder, is I have no goals to go towards. I have no ambition. There's no job or career that I want and it sucks and I try and tell myself life will get better that it will be easier and all that and I don't believe it I know when I got out of the hospital I posted a status on my Facebook uh, for select friends to see told them what had happened And I remember posting, like, things aren't good, but I'm learning ways to cope and things will get better. And that was bullshit. I was still hoping that me and S had some sort of future that was non-existent. But the thing I did appreciate was friends reaching out to me after that. Because as much as I don't want to seem like a bother to people and as much as I don't know what to say if somebody like reaches out to me in that sort of way, I do appreciate it. I mean, I know I've got people that love and care about me. I'm not going to lie. I know that. But at the end of the day, I don't love or care about me and without that what what do I have so I think this is a good spot to end this one I know last week's episode went long Uh, next week I'm gonna revisit whatever I've missed in these first four episodes as I mentioned at the top of the podcast please Send questions, comments to me on Facebook, Twitter, email. You know, I'm at RealCoinJones is my personal Twitter. At CoinJonesPod is for the podcast. CoinJones on Instagram. CoinJonesPod at Yahoo is the email. Send me any questions, comments. I'll talk about it next week. Uh, With that being said, we're... At the end of 2020, I don't envision 2021 being any better, but, you know, things could happen. Um, And this week, I, oh, you know what, there's some more that that now I'm remembering now that I'm going to the song of the week. So it wasn't, it's not even just going down to LaSalle that gives me anxiety or things like that. Even out here, when I see a car that looks like S's, it 
gives me like a little kick. Even though I know there's no way she'd be over here or anything, I still get worried. Like, I hate seeing a car that looks like hers. Um, there's things that I used to enjoy that I don't because it was things we did. I mean, there's still, like, some shows and songs that, like, she introduced me to that, like, uh, BoJack Horseman. As I mentioned that show in the last episode, she introduced me to that. It's a funny show, but it's also terribly depressing. She introduced me to that. I, I still watch that. I still watch Community she introduced me to. Um, but if there's, like, games or stuff like that that we'd play or anything of that nature, like, no. That's just not stuff I can do now. Like, some of those things are ruined. If I see a car that looks anywhere similar to hers, I sort of panic for half a second. Um, it's really fucked me up. And... That being said, this week's song is actually one she had showed me that she said used to make her cry all the time. Uh, Now it's one of the ones I play all the time when I need a good cry. You know what? As I keep going to close out, I keep remembering things that I could revisit next week. But, uh, man, I'd say 80% of the time I'm on my way to a wrestling show or on my way to Tom's to go to a wrestling show. I'm just listening to sad music and crying in the car. And nobody knows anything once I get to the show or to Tom's. I'll spend 30, 40 minutes driving and crying on my way to the shows. And then I get there and put on a brave face. That's one of the things, like, I will pretend that things are okay. I'm not going to let my friends and the people I care about see me be vulnerable, really. Um, But yeah, like, there was literally times I was pulling up to the venue when I was just driving straight there where I was wiping away the tears from the drive. And then going in and being like, hey, everybody, how's it going? Let's have some fucking fun tonight. Because, you know, you don't want to see, you don't want them to see you break. So with that being said, uh, song of the week this week is going to be one acid showed me. It's on my uh, crying playlist, one of the ones I queue up when I'm ready for a good cry, either on a drive or in the shower. So feel free to listen to it if you want to. It's going to be titled, You Could Be Happy by Snow Patrol. And with that, that's going to wrap up week four. So make sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I gave you those handles already. If you're enjoying the podcast, fucking share it. Let me get some more listeners out there. Um... All my friends listening, I do want to say I love you. I do appreciate your kind words that I've received so far. And thank you. Have a happy new year, guys. Take care.